I'm Aiden Matthews. And I'm Zack Snyder. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast. Yeah? Yeah. What, 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 Just what, that. What's, what's the podcast about? You know, YouTube things. Talk about uh, videos and uh, yeah, the platform. Something about like anything and everything related to YouTube. Related something to, YouTube. to that effect. Some to that effect, I think. Cool. So, cool. Maybe, the, the, you know, just get into the short of it, really. I got you. Got you. Cut out all the fluff. Right. Right. This brings me to my my big point that I want to make right before we, we talk about what we're going to talk about today is um, <laughs> make sure you guys get, get proper sleep. Make sure you get proper sleep. <laughs> make sure you're drinking enough water. <laughs> Maybe take some daily walks. Mm, walks are important. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Just um, and had my walk today. Just wanted to maybe what's that? Want to do a little mental health check for everybody. Uh, make sure everybody's everybody's doing great out there. A little bit of a vibe check for everybody on the audience. A little, so a little, nice. a little vibe check. We're starting this episode off weird because we just had the the quirkiest experience trying to re- trying to record this episode. We'll talk about it later, I'm sure. But what, what right. what's our topic for today? What are we doing today? Aiden? We're gonna be talking about Twitch making some uh oh stinkies. We have leaks, stinky. paid boost features, other things as well Ooh. as talking about Facebook, my <gasps> favorite company, and Ooh. some promises that YouTube Gaming made that may or may not be a thing. Who knows? All Ooh. in our no. YouTube news roundup. Or whatever else Zach decides to call the episode, because that's cool too, and I support my friends. Okay. Thanks, bro. I'm supportive. You are. You're a very supportive individual. Through thick and thin, I through any fuck ups, whether on the I agree. podcast or I agree. not. I agree. You know, just hypothetically. Yeah. Um, I'm always there. You are. I'm always there. You are. Yeah. One um, thing I can always count on Aiden is being there. <laughs> not doing his best. But just simply, I didn't even mean it that way. I was just like being genuine. I'm like Aiden, genuinely always there. I appreciate that so much. That's so you know, funny. I gotta talk about happened. this. So, <laughs> so for the first 92 episodes of another YouTube podcast, we've had a pretty genuine, a pretty standard introduction to the episode. For for a long time, it was just me starting off with I'm Zack Snyder, and then Aiden would go. I made in Matthews. And then I would go, welcome to another another YouTube podcast, the one-stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube. And then at some point, Aiden started doing a little funny bit to get the the introduction like interesting. So he'd be like the show where we make fart jokes on the YouTube podcast or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then at some point, we were like, well, then maybe I should take off some of that burden and do some funny jokes too. So Aiden would start the episode with I made Matthews. I would go, I'm Zack Snyder. He'd do the other part of the intro and then I'd make a funny bit. Pretty simple on paper, you know? Very, Pretty uh, simple. Very easy. Gotten the repetitions, done it, done it a thousand times before. We, uh, we hadn't recorded in two months and yeah. earlier today we recorded the Halloween episode and, and this time Aiden just started off with a little Halloween bit yeah. without doing the, I made Matthews and I'm like, that's fine. Whatever. It's different. You know, it's a Halloween episode. We did record it the exact same day that it's going out, which is still today uh, for us. But I was like, cool, whatever. And then I came in with my name and we got the little intro out of the way. Uh, but then this time we go to record this episode and um, Aiden just lost all sense of of <laughs> understanding what of what this intro is. It's not it's not what happened. I, I was I was telling you. Hey, you're going to have to come up with the bit. And you were like, okay. And you were thinking it through. And then I, forgetting the order of how things go, was like, well, don't you do it before the name introductions? Because in the previous episode, I did the bit before the name introductions. Not remembering what the actual format of the podcast is. That's on me. (laughs) But number one, Zach did not call me out in said episode. when this. I thought it was funny. And number two, when this when this happens, this goes we we like get into an argument for like two minutes about this shit. It just and came Zach, a bit at that point. 
And Zach, who had clearly not thought of a bit at that point, was just like, that's the intro. And I'm like, well, that's wait a minute. That's the bit. That's, that's the not bit. the bit. We can't use my ineptitude as the bit for the episode. And um, which leads us to this recording where, uh, despite having gone over the intro with Zach, he, he did not mention the other line that I was supposed to say, even though we had just walked through it. And now now my mom is calling me, so I have oh, to go God. for a second. Damn it. This is cursed. <laughs> How y'all doing, everybody? This is um, clearly a sign that we should not record YouTube podcasts on Halloween night because, you know, the moon is out. The spooks are out. There's some bad vibes in the air. And uh, when you're trying to to work on the, on a project, a project that needs to get done, you know, sometimes the, those bad vibes can, can ruin the flow. So I don't think it has anything to do with my bad memory or forgetfulness. Um, it's the fact that we're recording this on Halloween. That's the problem. So, yeah, I'm going to blame it on omens. I'm going to blame it on a black cat I saw out the window. He was very cute. But you know what they say, you're not supposed to... Not supposed to walk past a black cat. You want to know why? Because it's bad luck. I did not see a black cat. I, I, I don't even own a black cat. I've had a gray cat, um, Belle. Kind of an asshole, TBH. And then Millie. I've had that cat for a while. This is orange. So, needless to say, it has been a while since I've seen... I've seen a black and white cat recently. It was a cutie named Sylvester. Kind of a bit of a fat ass, but he'd like... <laughs> would linger out the door. You know, clearly wanting to, to go run and explore him, but his size and, and age had caught up to him at that point. And it's just like, man, being a cat sounds awesome, you know? Just being able to eat cat food all the time, just relax. And then if anybody even gets remotely near your girl, you're just allowed to bite people and scratch them up. And they'll be like, oh, well, you know, cats do be like that sometimes. And you just get away with it. You just get children. Who cares? If you were a dog and you did that, and you bit somebody or you scratched somebody, they'd be like, we got to euthanize that motherfucker. Wouldn't let you live anymore. But cats? Cats straight up, you can scratch, bite, do whatever you want. Nobody cares. They're just like, oh, cats going to be cats. Because then what are you going to do? You're going to try to catch them? They're too fast. They can climb up walls. They can hide in in cupboards and and all sorts of peculiar places. You're not going to be able to find them. So that brings us back to the black cat thing. Like, if you see a black cat walking, you're like, oh, bad luck. There's no way to stop the black cat. Because you would have to, like, run 25 miles an hour or something. Like, you'd have to be going Scooby-Doo fast to catch that motherfucker. And then and then even if you did, it, it would still be a pretty big chase. And that cat would probably just bite you anyway. Then you got two bite marks. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Time to go home. And now you're just sitting there with the bad luck thinking about, did I ruin, did I ruin my day? Did I ruin my year potentially? The thing about like bad luck is sometimes it's not the bad luck that ruins your day. It's thinking that you have bad luck, right? You're kind of manifesting your own your own destiny here. The more you think about the bad luck and, and things that are going to go wrong, you kind of will that into existence. It's like The Secret. You ever read that book? The basic idea is like if you project something, right? That you can just sort of will that into existence. So you're like, I'm going to vacation to the Bahamas. And you say that to yourself over and over again. You believe it for like a year or two. Eventually, you'll get the vacation time. And you'll just go to the Bahamas. And it'll come out of nowhere. But it's your mood, right? It's your mindset. If you're in a positive state of mind, you can have positive things happen to you. But if you go into every day with a bad mood, right? And a negative reaction then sometimes things don't work out your way. And you know what? That's fine. That's fine. But thinking about your mindset and how you tackle days give you a huge advantage, a huge one-up on other entrepreneurs, millionaires, whoever. You know, it's all it's all about mindset. And that's what matters. So maybe it's not so much the Halloween vibes or, or the black cat vibes, but maybe it's just the mindset. Maybe I had the mindset going into this that I was going to mess things up. And then that's why it happened. So, you know what? For the rest of the episode, it's going to be good vibes only. I'm only going to be thinking positive thoughts, you know? Zach's going to be talking to his his mother about some epic stuff. And I'm going to be like, that's cool. And then he's going to come back. And I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready to crush this episode. 
I'm going to crush this topic. We're going to talk about Twitch. I'm going to say all the bad things about Twitch. I'm going to say all the bad things about Facebook, YouTube. And we're going to give our most insightful commentary yet. Our most unbiased take yet. And our sponsors, let me tell you about them. Awesome Creator Academy. They're crazy valuable. If you're getting started on YouTube and you have a little money to throw around, why not check out the YouTube Starter Kit? For $99, you get over $1,500 of value and dozens of downloads from templates for advanced YouTube thumbnails, channel artwork, end cards, lower thirds, royalty-free background music, fonts, and more. Pay one price and have unlimited access to downloads as they come out. Check out the link in the description or the show notes, and in doing so, you'll be supporting another YouTube podcast. And you think that's cool, right? Check out our second sponsor, Anchor. If you don't have $100 and you still want to support the podcast, you can become a supporter. At $1, $5, or $10, you'll support the podcast and get nothing because we've stopped including the read your name on the podcast portion. And the idea behind that is, you know, like we're only going to episode 100, right? We're in the podcast soon. So if someone were to donate on Anchor, we might see it by the time like we're recording the final episode and then we wouldn't be able to mention your name. So it didn't seem fair at that point. So we just decided to cut off that portion. You can still donate and support the podcast, but... It might not Yo. be helpful all the time. Yo, Zach's back. What's what's up? What's 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 popping? I just got through the sponsor segment. Been talking the entire time oh. while you were gone. Won't we'll have to edit okay. a thing, buddy. I got it. I got it all covered. Cool. Epic. Heck yeah. All right. We want to get into the the topic then. Yeah, let's get into the topic. Sponsors done and everything. We can hop right into it. Cool. So I guess let's start with the Twitch leagues. Yes, that's right. the big one. So October got started and a gigantic leak of like everybody in the top earning percentage of Twitch just went out. So you can see basically what everybody be making on, on Twitch per month mm-hmm. since 2019. Correct. As um, well as a source code for the mobile, mm. desktop, and video game versions, code related to proprietary SDKs, uh, an unreleased Steam competitor from Amazon. Uh, it was right. going to be called Vapor. <laughs> this is a very funny name. Uh, data on other Twitch properties, security tools, whatever. And this this hacker had kind of like intended to release this to kind of, quote, boost competition or whatever. But he said that this was part one. There could potentially be more stuff coming along the way um so the security concerns are obviously big be sure to change your password username that's always a smart idea in general uh, right. using two-factor authentication is always a good idea but i think uh, twitch would have automatically changed everybody's stream keys yeah so those should be reset so if you haven't streamed in a while next time you stream make sure you have the right stream key obviously but that's not what everybody cared about you know code's nice you know Commit history, sure. Steam competitors, fine, whatever. Everybody actually cared about the payout details regarding creators on Twitch. And there's a there's there was a website up where you could like look at everybody and their rankings and, and how much they made, which was kind of cool. Um and it seemed more of the discourse was less on on the leak itself and more of wow, Twitch streamers make how much money? Bazoings? That's crazy. And, <laughs> you know, discourse kind of went from there. So that's yeah. sort of why we're covering it is that's that's the part everybody seemed to be interested in. I'm going to try to leave all these links in the description and the show notes because it's a lot. Uh, but uh, there is a Twitch earnings leaderboard website um, that shows you basically like the first i think thousand or so creators and how much they make per month um with the with the top one being moist critical or no no critical role it's a D channel at 9.6 million dollars a year or a month it's a month since august of 2019 till october um, 2021 so about a two right right um I don't personally give a fuck. That's my Bro. stance. What? Which is quirky, I'm sure. But, I mean, um, you didn't want to know how much Ninja made in the past two years? There's been a there's been a lot of discourse over the last year 
about how much creators are earning on Twitch and Patreon and OnlyFans and YouTube. And the um, there's a lot of pol- politicizing of it going mm-hmm. around, right? There are certain creators that that are um, proclaimed socialists and then they make yeah. million do- millions of dollars a month or a year and people get pissed off because they bought a house or something like that. I'm like, They're number 13, Hassan, on the list. Right. A lot of people Hassan. were mad at that. Yeah. I personally don't care. I'm like, they're making their money. You know, they got the bag. Like mm-hmm. The motherfuckers that are watching these creators are the ones giving this money to them. So, you know, it's like whatever they do with that money, they do it as long as they're paying taxes. Right. Yeah. Should be should be fine. And I think uh, what was interesting is I think Harris ended up taking the average uh, American income per year and kind of yeah. comparing it. And only like the top, I'm going to say 100 or 200 streamers were making above that. So, yes, Twitch streamers make a lot of money, but only 0.02 or 0.01% of all streamers make above the average American income per year. So which is compared to everybody, right? Like the average amount of people that make that money in general is the 0.01%. Right. Who make at or above then. Right. Right. That makes sense. And there's millions and millions and millions of streamers. So if there's only a hundred or 200 that can make at or above, then yes, it's crazy that Hassan makes that much money. But he is in a very small uh, pool of royalty, essentially. This list should not have convinced you that, oh, I can make a shit ton of money on Twitch. It should have convinced no. you that making a shit ton of money on Twitch is hard. <laughs> and very right. few people and rare, yeah. and can pay their bills with it. I mean, even looking at this leaderboard, it's only the top 81 that are making a million dollars here or, or more. Mm. Um, one of my favorite streamers, number 101, Northern Lion. Is at eight hundred eighty five thousand, which is like yep. a lot, sure. But like comparatively, you know, still, still a lot, still a lot less than nine point six million. Um, it, it's it's a thing where, yeah, just just in general, some people are gonna have a lot of money, and I still believe in the whole tax the rich thing. I still believe. We need to hold like billionaires accountable and all that kind of stuff. But if you're getting angry that that some motherfucker on Twitch that you're watching made a lot of money, then stop watching them. I, I guess like that's the only advice I can give you there. <laughs> okay, I found it. Uh, it's it's a hundred and four thousand average in the in that two year period. Okay. And the first streamer below that was ranked 1,984. So not quite mm. 100 or 200. But given that there are 8.8 million streamers every month, that's still in that 0.02%. So right. math was slightly off, but but the, the point still is the same. And, and yeah, I don't care what streamers make. I don't care what YouTubers make. I, I think had this been a YouTube income leak, uh, it would be more surprising <laughs> and, and bigger potentially yeah. just because YouTube is a bigger platform and you can get ads and Patreon and deals and merch and stuff. And I'm sure some of these Twitch streamers are, but a lot of them are relying on just the platform itself because like it or not, Twitch is still very much a, a niche platform targeted at gamers. You know, there's only yeah. such a ceiling you can reach. Uh, sure. Your mom might know about Ninja, but very I don't think my Twitch mom knows about it. Be knowing. My mom so. barely understands what Twitch is. So, <laughs> you know, it'd be interesting with the YouTube leak because we'd get like a bunch of massive channels that would obviously have millions of dollars. Uh, you know, like your, your Ryan's toy review, that motherfucker being the, the hundreds of millions, I'm sure. But uh, it, it'd also be a situation where some people would get exposed. There'd be like some 10 million sub channels that aren't making nearly as much money as you would think they would be making. Yeah. Uh, the subs can the be way, inflated. Right. Subs can be inflated the way ad revenue works. People get paid different amounts of money depending on their niche and the ads they're playing on their videos and their, their target demographic, all those kind of things. 
you so, might have a team, so your take-home pay might be smaller than that amount because you got to pay six other people who worked on it. Right, right. Which that's is the case the with some Twitch stream stuff too. Yeah, isn't isn't surprising because that's a team of production of shows. Critical Role better be number one because you know it'd be hard to support something like that with clearly right. how much money has gone into it producing. So, yeah, it's crazy stuff. Uh, but I, I really don't care how much other streamers are, are making it and neither should you um right i've referenced it before but it, it reminds me of that that jay-z lyric uh what you eat don't make me shit so this is true it again yeah pretty much you can get your own bag and make your own money independent of everyone else making money you know it's not yeah. a competition it doesn't have to absolutely be. Absolutely. That's that's the Twitch League thing in a nutshell. There's not really... I mean, I, I guess the, the main thing that I'm concerned about is, like, my Twitch channel getting hacked and then putting, like, cryptocurrency ads on it or something. Like, I don't know. The That'd be what I'm concerned about. <laughs> Dumb NFT shit. <laughs> that would be what I'd be concerned about. But other than that, like, I don't I don't really care. Change your password, use two-factor authentication, yeah. and uh, we'll see what else comes from part two or three of the leak, but it's less a an issue on the creator front and more of just another list of bad PR moves by Twitch. Granted, this one wasn't caused by them inherently, but it's certainly not helping their position anytime soon. Absolutely. Speaking of things that aren't helping them anytime soon, <laughs> shitty features, paid boosting. Oh boy, oh how does that work, Zach? Boy. Well, um, uh, a Twitter user by the unfortunate name of Zach Bussy. Uh, feel, feel sad <laughs> for him, un- unfortunately. Hope he's doing well though. Seems to be doing pretty good for himself. Um, he he posted out on September thirtieth that Twitch is going to be doing a test with a small group of streamers to make boost this stream a paid feature. Uh, Essentially what it is, is viewers can boost streams that they're watching with money to try to get it in front of more people. It's advertisements. It's advertisements Mm -hmm. for for smaller creator streams or streamers in general. Um, And the way it would work, which unfortunately the experiment is live, there are some channels that already have this enabled. If you go to a stream and you see the boost this stream feature, you can pay up to $5 for 5,000 paid views, basically. And those views equate to some other viewer in the world will see that stream on their homepage and there's a chance for them to click on it. Not guaranteed, but you're essentially uh, boosting the chance of you getting recommended either on the homepage or the recommendation tab. Uh, right. But keep in mind, it's dependent on what you, the, the viewer, watch. So the odds of Twitch showing you a boosted stream for New World if you watch Mario streams is very low. Um, so that's going to be dependent on what categories people are watching and... Uh, what's relevant in, in the current state in general. And like, let me be honest, on the, on the surface level, I get what they're going for. Twitch's discovery is bad. There is not really a way to grow. But rather than like improving the discovery systems like YouTube did and building an algorithm for all different types of streams except for the top 1%, um, what Twitch has instead done is kept its shitty discovery system but now gives you an option to spend money to try and put a band-aid on the on the sinking ship um which <laughs> to me kind of comes off as like capitalizing on on fear that Twitch has bad discoverability and Twitch is like oh you think that okay if you believe that then pay $5 for 5000 recommendations okay sure but that we're, that's, that's not going to help you because recommendations on Twitch are still bad. The discovery system is still bad. You just have a slightly better chance. And given the reaction from the community of it being, quote, pay to win, um, 
not a lot of people are going to be using it and the people who do are going to be seen as desperate and I, I can't see that going well for any streamer who's going to spend $500 to uh, to boost their stream. I do have an unfortunate correction. Um, you said that people who only watch those types of streams would get those on their recommendations. It's not like that at all. Uh, really? there, are, there are already people like in this one Twitter thread, somebody said they almost exclusively watch ASMR music and art streams. And you can see all of those streams being recommended to them. Uh, but then they also got a boosted stream for uh, a Japanese stream of Valorant. So like really? not even remotely related to what they're watching. Yeah, this yeah. is new to me. I hadn't seen this yet. Okay. So so essentially, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's ass. It's not even good discoverability. It's not even like a replacement for the discoverability Twitch has. It's literally like we're just going to put this in front of five thousand random people, and regardless uh, of category, maybe they'll click on it if yeah. they happen to be interested in it. Now, if this feature continues, maybe maybe Twitch will refine it. It'll be more algorithm based, but uh, I still think it's a really bad feature, and it's 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 a thing where it's not going to help. It's not going to help smaller streamers grow. It's not going to have middle. No streamers grow you know it, it is simply just a way for twitch to make more money that's what it is and that's the the fucked up part about this too is any money you spend on this is going a hundred percent directly to twitch the creator will yeah. receive no cut from that so if you're a small creator who lives off of donations to improve your gear or um, working toward a goal i would prefer more up-to-date like subs bits and donations where you can actually give something back as opposed to just spending five hundred dollars to boost a small streamer where the streamer will see none of that and will only yeah. be boosted for the duration of that stream like it's shitty for creators and it's going to be really shitty for viewers supporting creators who don't know any better and who are going to put that money into that rather than something cheaper and of more value like a sub or, or bits or something Hundred percent. I mean, I'd I'd rather than put a PayPal donation button somewhere, right? Yeah. Like if they really want to help smaller streamers, which this said this and that what this is for. Again, this is for Twitch to make money. But if they wanted to help people get to stuff discovered, I would prefer a PayPal donation button or something easier to to Twitch subs because um, we know firsthand as Twitch affiliates, like you don't even get a payout until it's a hundred dollars. So somebody could be paying you $5 every month and you're not going to see that for months. Um, Hopefully it's something you can disable is what I'm hoping. Because once it's finally so out, too. you have the option to turn it yeah. off like all annoying things from Twitch like hype trains and other things. You can turn those off. Right. So hopefully it'll give you the option too. But it's like, it's not the first time we've seen something like this. It, Facebook, so. for example, you can like pay to boost a page and that works because that platform like yeah. isn't predominantly gamers and boosting pages actually gets it to the targeted audiences. At that you point, want it's a targeted ad, right? Yeah. There's like a billion people on fate, two billion people on Facebook or something like that. So that at least makes sense. You can technically buy uh, YouTube ads to go in front of other people's videos, but, yeah. um, those are less successful, obviously, because they, they kind of have a similar culture where a lot of people um, don't click on those ads for one, but people right. view it as, as pay to win. Uh, of all the platforms to do this on, Twitch makes the least amount of sense because it not only doesn't help creators or viewers, but this is a community who is small enough to absolutely not receive it well. <laughs> it, the, the platform and the people yeah. behind it. Um, are vastly out of touch with with the actual users of the website. I know um I know TikTok and Twitter also have promoted features which are more similar to this cuz for YouTube and Facebook those are targeted ads, usually businesses are going to use those which makes sense for advertising, right? Um TikTok, Twitter, Twitch, these are creator focused platforms. It's a little weird for you to like pay for me to see something that I didn't want to see to begin with. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and on top of that, I think the really shitty part of this situation is regardless of it being a bad idea, it's the fact that everybody told Twitch it was a bad idea. 
Harris Heller even mentions that he was approached by somebody at Twitch a couple of years ago about this. And he told him it was a bad idea and they still did it anyways. That's the mm-hmm. shitty thing for me. Yeah. Is that the, 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 uh, the communication is so bad that they're just like, nah, fuck you. We're going to do whatever we want anyways. And when you've had a year like Twitch where you've had DMCA issues, hate rate issues, Twitch leak issues, it's very telling that rather than fixing those problems, they instead offer another way to monetize, which is something they've already done and are already good at. Um, Like, why not fix discoverability? Why not fix hate raids? Why not fix copyright? Why not add a new feature that could be beneficial for watching streams or categories or or anything? More monetization options doesn't help anyone um, except for mm-hmm. Amazon to potentially eventually make a profit. That's that's why they're doing it. But uh, when that's all your decisions, that's all your announcements, that's that's all you talk about in the midst of bad PR after bad PR, then yeah, you can kind of come off as, as tone deaf and... and it's it's made me very disillusioned to the platform as a whole, um, and a lot of people are are saying the same thing. There's already been a lot of discussions about you uh, Twitch and versus YouTube versus Facebook gaming as to where the the best place to stream is. And uh, I'm not gonna say don't stream on Twitch for for many people. It is still the most viable option. I think even for me, it's still the most viable option. But uh, it, it has made me very uninterested in being a part of the Twitch ecosystem. They've had a rough in the year. way they've handled everything this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even YouTube, which has had its ups and downs over the years. I still have, I still have nostalgia for old YouTube. I still enjoy the platform for a certain extent and I still care about it. Right. As a creator, mm-hmm. someone who's been there for so long, it is still something I care about. And they do seem to be continuously getting better in certain areas. Uh, Twitch, unfortunately, especially after it got bought out by Amazon, it just uh, just just leaves a lot of sour taste in my mouth. Unfortunately, I agree. So, um, yeah, Twitch leak, boost streams, not a lot of good stuff going on there. And YouTube, kind of, I guess, sort of responding a little bit, is trying to catch up trying to improve their service. And so Zach sent a a tweet from, from Fwiz, one of the uh, uh, people working at YouTube gaming, and they're promising some new stuff like gifted memberships, improved live discoverability and monetization. Uh, This is the cool one, expanding on clips and making it seamless with shorts, which is what I I wanted to begin with. Yeah. And uh, new mod tools. I've also heard gifted memberships is important because a big part of how streamers make money is through gifted subs. Like people don't yeah, buy their own and definitely. you can just gift them to others. And so when that gets added, that'll be huge. The reason, though, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this is it's what to expect in 2022. Um, and the podcast won't be around and we won't know if they did it or not until after it's it's all over. So we're mentioning it. It's cool, but it might not happen. And if it does, this is us mentioning it and saying it's cool. <laughs> it's right. Yeah, I, I I agree. I agree. I I like that they're continuing to upgrade the the YouTube streaming system. Um, it is YouTube is still such a uh, vod primarily place for me. I don't even watch YouTube Shorts that often. Um, but it's it's cool that they continue to to upgrade what YouTube means. In, in, in current day so who knows man like i mean i i think it is possible that any most people watching streams will just do it on youtube most people watching short form content will i still think tiktok will be around for a while but i could see youtube you know boosting those numbers too so Here, we'll, we'll here's see what a question. happens yeah, yeah go for it let's let's go out on the limb and, and make a prediction not on shorts because i honestly don't know but when do you think if ever uh, YouTube will take the lead in, in live streaming. Um, so, so here's the thing. I, I think because Twitch is owned by Amazon and they do have a lot of money, mm-hmm. um, I could still see Twitch improving at some point. 
Um, but I guess you could say the same thing with Facebook because they also have a lot of money, right? <laughs> this uh, is true. Nowhere but, to go but up. <laughs> right. But YouTube does have such a such a hold in the creator space online that unless what we talk about Facebook becomes commonplace, unless Twitch fixes their shit, um, I could see YouTube being the streaming platform in, by 2025. 2025. Good so prediction. Like four years from now. Yeah. Good prediction. I'm going to go a little earlier. I'm going to say 2023. I'm going to go, okay. go two, two years from now and say that mm-hmm. is when YouTube takes the majority share in live streaming, um, which is 50% or more. Uh, right. The, the question will be like, Twitch will, will continue to lose if they keep having bad years like this. But the question is, does Facebook take more of that ground or does YouTube and right now it's leaning toward YouTube, but I can't say for sure, obviously. So that's kind of my wild card there is, is what happens. But no, YouTube's had a hell of a year. Twitch has had a very poor one. Live streaming is continuing to get bigger and bigger. It's a catch up game right now though. Mm -hmm. Twitch has the culture, the features, the monetization, everything. Like most people don't know how to like, <laughs> get a membership on YouTube for live streams. Like it's not obvious how that works. Right. So I'm gonna um I'm gonna make an uneducated uh, statement though. Go ahead. I think, and I, I I have no idea if this is true or not. But like intuitively, I think YouTube already has more people watching live streams than Twitch. Potentially, I th- yeah. I think yeah, YouTube is numbers. such a big platform be- from pure numbers. I think more people yeah. are probably streaming and watching on YouTube than they are on Twitch. Twitch is just, we're so close to everything creator focused online that like the normal person, the everyday man, I think they're more likely to have seen a stream on YouTube than they are on Twitch. Um, yeah, no, that makes sense. Just just I, the sheer numbers, and YouTube's been around longer and been in the the spotlight longer than than Twitch has. There was a, of, I think a website. Maybe streamers mentioned. are making more money on Twitch than they are on YouTube. I think that's what's happening. Oh, right that's now. for sure. Right, yeah. right. But but I think even market share, Twitch still owns the majority of of that okay. of that space. That that would make sense. That would make sense. I can't. Hmm. If I if I find if I find the article, I'll let you know. Okay. But, uh, I just know there are YouTubers that I watch that don't stream anywhere but on YouTube, and I've never heard them talk about Twitch, never even as an option. So it's like, um, for for a lot of people, streaming on YouTube is just another form of of content for them. Hmm. The, the whole YouTube ecosystem. There, there's a very uh real possibility that we'll just see a crop of creators that only stay on YouTube and just do all their stuff there. Yeah. Um, Which is, you know, for a long time, three years ago, we we talked about not keeping all your eggs in one basket, diversify, don't be loyal to to platforms and all that kind of stuff. Like I still agree to a certain extent, mm -hmm. but uh, I, I, I don't think YouTube's going anywhere, you know? No. And other than making sure you have a Patreon and offering services and stuff that can help you make more money and that kind of thing, I don't think it's I don't think it's a bad idea to just do YouTube for a long time. Yeah, especially if you're not um, terribly invested in making like a separate career in live streaming and and, and shorts, and you just use it to right videos, right. Know? If Which is where I'm coming just, from, because I know there are a lot of people that just want to stream. That's their thing, yeah. yeah. And that 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 option is pretty much gone. I think. I think you have to make some kind of video content along the side. To um, even get discovered streaming, you know. To even get discovered, that. discovered, right? But um, if you're trying to stream as stream to support your YouTube content, um, I think you could just not stream, or if you do. YouTube would not be a bad option for that. Okay. Yeah, so for t- total hours watched and streamed, most people are predominantly on Twitch. Got you. Okay. This is Q3 cool. of 2021. The uh, pandemic has really boosted up Twitch's numbers in general. 
which right. is partially, uh, I guess, where these bad decisions are coming from. Because from their perspective, they're killing it, and they and they mm-hmm. have been. But that's that's less to do because of uh, Twitch is so epic, and more like that's people's first option. You know, and a lot of people have more time to watch the streamers they were already watching. So that will go down. You know, it'll even out a little bit more. Right. And I think that's when when YouTube kind of shifts and and takes over. But you're saying 2025. I'm saying 2023 for that for that shift to happen. Surprised that Facebook has more viewers than than YouTube. Facebook's growing. They're growing the streaming stuff. Facebook gaming. Ooh. Crazy. Speaking of Facebook, uh, we'll <gasps> talk about their meta shit. Yep. So the Facebook company, not Facebook the platform, is rebranding to a new name uh, called Meta. And what does that mean? <laughs> you may be wondering. <laughs> Wonder. Uh, basically, my man, uh, my man Zuck is imagining this sort of virtual reality metaverse where everything you do and you you interact in in three D spaces, and you, that's how you you interact with the world is through through VR and the VR platforms. So Facebook is is moving toward toward that future with all their epic products and stuff. And uh, it's kind of cringy, actually, because Facebook was, Very was tweeting stuff where they're like, they were adding creators and they were like, hey, at whoever, how would you shop for groceries in the metaverse? Hey, at Balenciaga, what's the dress code in the metaverse? <laughs> so, like, they're clearly trying to... uh get that shit trending and well known <laughs> and the only reaction I saw was news outlets covering the name change and people being like this is really stupid why are you doing this yeah yeah. so for, from what I gather Facebook the, the app is still going to be Facebook maybe they transition yeah. to it yeah. later but the name change is subject to the parent company that owns it so Right, because Mark Zuckerberg and the Facebook company, they own the Facebook app, Messenger, Instagram, WhatsApp, Oculus, and then like three platforms I don't know anything about. Workplace, Portal, and Novi. No, no one cares. But um, that's the company that's now called Meta. But yeah, the video, he's, he's talking about like, uh, I, I watch like bits and pieces of it on Twitter. I didn't care to watch. Apparently there's like three hours of this shit on the, the meta.com <laughs> whatever uh but from what i understand he, he says some platitudes like why have three monitors in real life when you can just have a bunch of monitors in the metaverse yeah why constantly look at your phone and your computer and your tv if you can just look at it all inside the the metaverse virtual reality space um People are talking about since work from home became such a thing during the pandemic, uh, working from home could be in virtual reality, which it's like, sure, whatever. Um, I still, I still like to have a, you know, a, a, a real, real space that I work in. Um, I yeah. think, I think for so long I've been, I've been torn on virtual reality as a concept being a gimmick. Because we don't have the, um, we have not had the technology to make it kind of c- consumer friendly yet. I still don't think we've gotten there quite yet. Uh, but now even more, I'm like, <laughs> I don't want it, dude. I don't, I don't want some nonsense where like I have to get into a meeting in virtual reality to talk to somebody about some videos that I'm editing. Like I might just quit. Fuck that. Yeah. I don't care. I, uh- <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to picture the, the hypothetical scenario where it would be easier to put on a VR headset and join like a meeting workspace as opposed to the time it would take to open your laptop, hit Google Hangouts and be in a call in like three seconds. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm trying to picture the future in which virtual reality is not only the most convenient, but the norm. And we're not even at the point where enough people own VR headsets for gaming, for gamers, you know? Yeah. Uh, so the idea that everybody, and I guess the next 10, 20 years, right, 
will be predominantly VR. We're not even close to there yet. And I know like big tech companies, Silicon Valley, like Tesla is like, we're going to make a bunch of electric cars. And and that makes sense because they're not out here. Like the only way you can drive an electric car is by purchasing our $20,000 fucking tank. That's electric. Sure. But nobody in their right mind would own it. Like, no, they're making cars with car features and car value, but it just happens to be electric and like they're growing and they're making do on that promise. There's still a long way there, but they've gotten a huge foothold through the door. Uh, VR isn't even in a foothold in the door yet. It is niched to the extreme for gamers. Again, not even the general public. Um, And the idea that it's going to be owned by Facebook given their track record with ads and data and information, uh, people wouldn't even buy Facebook portals or, or, or Facebook sunglasses with cameras in them because people were afraid that they'd steal data. You want people to go into VR and be trustworthy that Facebook isn't going to pry on your house and what you live and where what stuff you buy? Like, Yeah. I don't see anybody doing that. Not, not without at least a little bit more regulation, but given that Facebook owns Oculus, or I guess will now be named Meta, who even knows, uh, there probably isn't going to be like much competition. And if Facebook's the only one doing this stuff, I, I don't trust it to be mainstream. Uh, nothing Facebook has done in the past 10 years has been relevant or mainstream. Right. So right. when you're tackling this big of a subject, I, I, I just don't see it happening. I, um, I, I don't who knows? I could be wrong. I mean, I in the metaverse, and when we do the YouTube podcast too, or something, <laughs> who knows? Court in the metaverse, kill me, kill me, please. It's a thing where, like, if if virtual reality is going to become mainstream, I, I think a company as big as Facebook or Apple or Amazon would have to be the ones to be the the pioneers there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to get some new upcoming Silicon Valley. Uh, company taking care of that. They the these other places already have such a market share in social media that would make sense. So it doesn't surprise me that this is Facebook trying to do this. I think my thing is like trying to get like my grandmother on Facebook was already such a big move to begin with. Getting her to use virtual reality or getting my mom to use virtual reality for work related stuff. It sounds like science fiction in the the most broadest sense. Like I don't I don't see it happening <laughs> at all. Um, I guess I'm arguing that uh Facebook the company has done nothing of relevance since launching the platform. I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. So the idea that they are the bringers of, of, of VR to the masses, even after owning Oculus for several years and not really like pushing the bar that far forward. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening to be honest. I, I think partially this is just a, a, an excuse to get rid of their bad brand. Oh no, we're not Facebook. We're meta. So that, that, that company, Facebook that went to court for all these, uh, privacy concerns that's not us we're meta right? they could be like that was just for that platform and not oculus yeah. or instagram or whatsapp it's completely right? different and it's like you're yeah. not fooling anybody uh, maybe you are i don't know maybe people use facebook and they're like oh meta Ooh, sounds sounds futuristic uh, that's, that's so cool but any at least average internet user is gonna know yeah that's just facebook you're not you're not fooling anybody but Maybe this is a long haul thing. Maybe the the it's not so much about the next ten or twenty years, but thirty or forty or fifty, and that's what they want to pivot to. Who knows? Who um? Who knows? Honestly, yeah. I um. Unfortunately, I think the reality is over this past year specifically. Um, I I'm starting to feel like a boomer. A little bit, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, crypto. I was getting a little bit into. Uh, but the more more cryptocurrencies that are out there that look like scams, I'm calling them out. NFTs, I have completely dismissed 100%. I don't fucking care at all. And now, now virtual reality, meta, metaverse, owned by Facebook. Oof. Just, man, 
Get me, get me out of here. <laughs> get me out of here. Take and me it's, back to it's 2006 crazy. YouTube, baby. Yeah. That's all I need. But it's, it's, it's crazy because like a year ago, two years ago, we've, we've talked about like kind of the future of these platforms and everything. And usually I've been optimistic or excited about changes and stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just so, it's, it's just bad people doing this, this stuff. That's my thing. Right. Yeah. Like Mark Zuckerberg is not a great human being to begin with. And bro, bro he put barbecue sauce on, on his dresser. Did you see the barbecue sauce? Did he? No, I didn't. I, yeah. I don't know about this. Know. Yeah. So during the meta announcement, mm-hmm. very clearly, like obviously there is a place sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce up on the shelf. <laughs> and then everybody on Twitter was like, LOL, did they have barbecue sauce up there? And it's like. I'd believe that this was a funny, quirky accident if it wasn't perfectly placed in frame to be spotted at mm. any distance. This this was somebody in marketing trying to get some epic Twitter clout memes to, to market meta or whatever to try to make Mark Zuckerberg look like an honest human being. But like, who puts barbecue sauce on their bookshelf? Nobody. No. You're not helping you're not helping your cause, Mark. You're weird. <laughs> you're a weird dude. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, whether it's uh, Facebook or, or Twitch or Instagram's another one. The uh, the only two like social medias that I even remotely feel good about are like YouTube and TikTok. And yeah. I would put Twitter in that list, there. but no. Twitter's not had a bad year. I just do not like Twitter. The more and more I use it, it's nothing to do with the recent events. It's just your platform, platform sucks itself. now. Yeah, so. Twitter is going the way of Facebook for me. Um, I still use it. I still use the DM feature for work related stuff, but like, I'm hoping like my, one of my personal goals is by 2025. I'm just off Twitter. Like I don't, mm. and you'll be doing care. your DMS in the metaverse instead. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Like daddy's uh contended. <laughs> so based. Yeah. Twitter, Twitter's <sighs> miserable. Facebook's mus- miserable. Twitch has been miserable. The internet's uh, miserable, man. It can be. <laughs> it really can be. So tired. It can of be. It. There's a lot but, of a lot of cringe going on. You know, you and I had a conversation recently. We were talking about there's a lot of positives to the internet. Yeah. Obviously, we do this podcast over the internet. We met over this internet. You know, so I would still be grateful for the for the positives. It just there are certain days that the negatives outweigh those positives to me and um, make me want to get as far away from it as possible. But I agree. Still do my job here and it does enable creators in a lot of amazing ways. So mm-hmm. that's why clearly there are people making millions of dollars it. over two yeah. periods. People are thriving. Even yeah, Hassan fucking <laughs> pay your taxes. You hack. Buy me a house. <laughs> Buy everybody a house. Not in the metaverse, in, in the real life verse. Yeah. I would like a, a real life house, please. We got we gotta have some fucking landlords that are gonna be like, why do you why do you why are you so upset at your, your one by one apartment room when in the metaverse you have a mansion? Like, Damn. That's the dystopian. I'm pay my rent in the metaverse, bro. See if you can go find it. <laughs> Give you some PNGs of some Monopoly dollars. How about I pay by rent with this lazy lion NFT? Like <laughs> Hell yeah. You, you accept crypto? Oof. I was already feeling old with uh, with shorts and Snapchat. Mm. You know? Yeah. So Snapchat was pretty, pretty big. It started that. early for me. I got the that. feeling of a, a boomer. But apparently... We were looking this up. I'm I'm not even a millennial. I'm more like Gen Z, you know. Yeah. So I don't even know what I'm, what I'm looking back toward. Um, you know. You a you a Gen Z motherfucker. I'm right at the cusp. They call me a Z millennial. Oh, quirky. Literally, like the year in between the two. Um, so shit's wacky. Shit is. But even you're still more Gen Z than millennial. Yeah, yeah. Just on things I grew up with, things I, um. You know, kind of, what's the word? Relate to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, th- I think what it is, and this is the last thing I'll say, and then we can end the topic, but like sure. with any social media, the growing pains like this are, are going to be a thing for sure. You're going to mm-hmm. have your ups and downs, especially without regulation. And, you know, you have these dramatic heights and billions of users and stuff. But the hope would be that, like, as people continue to use the platform and put more money and time and investment, the platform uses those funds and resources to gradually mature over yeah. over time. And I think that's what I've enjoyed about YouTube, even throughout all its faults. This is not the same place that it was in 2007, for better and for worse. Um, for better in the sense that I'm not getting recommended annoying orange videos. Cool. Right. Right. Oh. Better in the sense that I could watch 4K videos if I wanted to. Would have blown my mind in 2006. Better in the sense that any weird and niche topic I ever have the inkling to want to research or look into, I can find on YouTube. Simply was not a thing back then. It's very specific, either viral videos or games. But like, from monetization to shorts to live streaming, this is a platform that has grown and, and matured a lot. With some growing pains, but it matured. The question will be for Twitch and, and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, whatever. They've been around a lot less longer. Uh, they're still relatively new, grand scheme. Mm-hmm. You have these down points, sure. What do you do in the next five years to mature as a platform? And I think some of them will, hopefully. Um, I think some of them won't without severe regulation, either by the, the government or some other third party where they're forced to. Um, yeah i agree so that's just my um, prediction i hope they mature on their own without having to get other people involved i i I agree the internet has come a long way in in terms of maturity and a lot of these younger social media platforms still have a long way to go uh to the point where like we as we as people and especially as creators we've matured and the way we create content and the way we interact with these platforms. Um, so at least they need to meet us halfway, right? Yep. If the bar of production yeah. and content creation is going to continue to rise, then the platform needs to grow and continue to de- meet those needs and demands. Or, uh, right. right. They'll go elsewhere if they have other options. You know, Sometimes there just isn't options, but... In Twitch's case, you better believe there are there are other options, so they really cannot afford to uh, kind of you know rest rest on their laurels and sit back and add another new monetization feature. Like they're, yeah. they're on the hot seat right now. Yeah. And 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 as like personally, when it comes to these platforms, usually my apathy towards Facebook or even Twitch now um, comes from those platforms either not meeting my needs as a creator or as a user on the platform, but also just not having a neat, like not having a, a purpose in my life. Facebook serves very little purpose right now. I agree. Personally. Um, and, and, and maybe if we is, were marketers, you know, maybe, maybe that would well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, if I had like some business that had a, a membership service, I could use Facebook groups and, and the ad, the ad space on Facebook is still um, underpriced in, in certain regards. So like there's still that, but you know, as, as much as I consider myself an entrepreneur, cause I'm making money doing a, a thing that I build up myself. Like I'm still creator first. I'm still a person first and uh, Facebook doesn't, doesn't serve those needs. As, as much as as much as they want to be serving those needs. And I think we're in the growing phase, too, where you and me, even after this podcast is done, are going to continue to grow and make new content and mm-hmm. find new places to put that content and figure out our own strategy. And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who are in that growing phase right now. So we don't necessarily have the, the liberty to, to buckle down and just pick one platform. But, uh, you know, when, when things start to stabilize and, and work and I can make money through Patreon or literally anywhere else and it's my decision where I post content 
Mm-hmm. Best believe Twitter is not going to be a part of that. You know, yeah, like I'm 100%. doing it because I feel like I have to. Uh, when I get to the point where I can get consistent paychecks and, and Twitter is no longer necessary, I'm cutting that shit off. And you could argue that I, mm-hmm. I can cut it off now and, and see no difference. But, you know, don't f- this is this is sort of the advice for anybody listening is don't feel like you have to be um loyal to any particular platform if they are no longer meeting your needs like Zach said. If you were at the stage where you don't need to live stream and you just feel like you're doing it out of obligation even though you're making money elsewhere, leave Twitch, bro. It's fine. Diversification's important, but uh, but doing what makes you happy and uh, making content that adds value is first and foremost. And you can't deliver value on a platform you don't believe in or don't like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Sure. Need to be and for it. I guess I guess to end it off, the the vice versa is true too. If you feel like you're not getting anything from a platform, but you use it to post like stupid big chungus memes or something, don't That's feel fine. like you have to be like angry about it all the time. Just use it for that that purpose and leave it there. You know, That's value for you at least. Even That's my this my Twitter. I just post stupid memes and shit, and it's epic. You leave it at that. You laugh at the big chungus meme. That's fine. Hell yeah. It's all it's all case by case stuff. That was a ramble though. We're we're pretty much done with our yeah. with our news. A lot of uh oh stinkies. Uh I'll just go out on a limb and say this is probably the last uh current events episode of the podcast. I we think might so. mention yeah. some other things, but this is probably the last news specific episode of the podcast. So I gotta ask before we before we end it off, like and of all the the new news events and, and things that we covered, whether it was, you know, VidMe dying or Patreon or <laughs> watching Anchor grow as a platform or TikTok or YouTube Shorts, what's been like the most surprising thing that that we've talked about on, on, the, on, the, on YouTube news for for the podcast? I'm gonna be real with you, and I was gonna um I was gonna say something a little a little different, and that. I think out of all the news that we've talked about because of the way news cycles work, so little of it has left an impression on me. Mm. Like we talked about it and it seemed important at the time and I'm sure it was important at the time, but now I've just kind of moved on. on like literally every topic we've, we've covered in terms of news related stuff. You're telling me the IGTV talk did not <laughs> Nothing. leave an impression in your mind. Sure didn't. That's crazy. Sure, sure didn't. But that's me personally. If you've got something that shocked you or surprised you, like I'd I'd be cool with hearing it, obviously. But for me, it's like we we talk about the new stuff and it can be entertaining for for me to have those conversations with you and to kind of figure out like you know, kind of ruminate on like the future of things and what may be important and all that kind of stuff. But like other than like the adpocalypse of 2017, I don't, I don't see, I don't see any of the news topics that we've talked about that have like left a lasting impression on me. I think the big one for me was just, uh, living through anchor democratizing podcasts, I think Mm. is like the biggest one and the one that's impacted us the most. Right. Like when we started anchor was just sort of like this fledgling idea that was brought up in a Gary V video that you brought up to me and I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Right, and then right. I uh, recorded the first episodes of Ain't on Anchor on my phone because I could literally not use desktop recording, so I had to wander around in my room with a shitty lapel mic doing podcasts back in early 2017, just because I thought it would go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And not only has it gone somewhere, it's uh, it's it's been huge for Ain't on Anchor, this podcast, obviously the Spotify buyout, video podcasts, the ability to add songs, music. Letting anybody distribute a podcast for free without having to pay some shitty service to do it for you on every platform. Yeah, that that was pretty huge and something that uh pretty much made this this podcast possible. So I can mention like TikTok being a thing, YouTube Shorts when that first came out. That was pretty cool. Sure. But it really was like watching Anchor like come up from nothing and and grow to being our primarily uh podcast distribution platform like no that, w- that was really cool i agree with that, i've yeah. wanted for a long time um 
I don't spend enough time in the podcast space to to real to recognize how big of how big or little an impact anchor ha- has been. Um, I'd be curious to see how many big creators got their start with anchor podcasts. Um, but with that said, it has made doing this podcast super easy and efficient. And um, if I do any other podcast going forward, like it's anchor. There's nothing else for me personally. So I agree. Yeah. I should still been really, really happy with really happy with that platform. Um, which is funny cause we don't talk about it that often. No, uh, it's very really boring platform to talk about, but I prefer that. That's a good uh, thing. You it's know, a very good that's thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. It could be bit shoot, you know, it could be, could be bit shoot, which we've had the most entertaining discussions about. But uh, it is a platform that neither of us has spent any time on since 2017. True. But that's it. That's the news. Hope you all cool. enjoyed it. Well, if you have any last topics, I'm going to say this is probably like the cutoff um, in terms of in terms of like topic recommendations or questions or anything like that. We have. We have three more Your Week on YouTube's coming up. Got two more final topics and then the finale episode. So um, any comments, any suggestions, topics, anything you'd like us to cover. If you want to leave us an epic little uh, here's what I think about the podcast and in the past four years and like a little uh, celebratory comment, we'll read that on the finale. That could be cool. um, Oh, yeah. This will be the the last last time I kind of ask for Ooh. suggestions and stuff. Do it, do it for my birthday because that's when this episode's coming out. <laughs> oh shit! For my birthday. Yeah. You got a week to the birthday. Hell yeah! Yeah, week from that's now. It's epic. always a it's always a week off from Halloween. So if you won't do it for Zach, leave leave me a story about what the, <laughs> what the podcast meant for you. Yeah, good or bad, you know, that'd be care. cool. Fuck around and find out. And yeah, this will be the last topic suggestion. So if you're listening to this, like on the week of November 7th to November 13th, that's that's the last last chance because we'll be recording that week for the final, uh, the next episodes, I guess. Right, right. Unless it comes out a week later and maybe you'll have more time. I don't know. I've been- I don't know. This is Quirky. I've been Zach. Thank you for listening to another YouTube podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's the outro, right? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's talk. How do you think we'll, we'll end our podcast episodes in the metaverse, you know? Um, by jacking off. <laughs> I hope that catches on. That'd be epic. <laughs> <laughs>